is Latoya Palmer, and I'm the Managing Director of HR and Legal at FedEx Custom Critical. Today, I will interview Ramona Hood, President and CEO of FedEx Custom Critical. Before we get started, I want to thank you all for joining us for the Freightways 3PL Summit. As you know, we are dealing with incredibly unprecedented times. We are currently dealing with a global pandemic, as well as a racial and social injustice movement. Ramona, today I want to focus on the racial and social injustice movement and the importance of leadership during this time. This is a hot topic right now and an issue that companies and professionals are addressing across all industries, including the transportation industry. Ramona, can you take a moment to tell us about yourself as well as FedEx Custom Critical? Thank you, LaToya. Before we start our discussion, I want to thank Freightways for their platform and courage for our industry to have this discussion. As mentioned, I'm president and CEO of FedEx Custom Critical. I've spent the last 28 years of my career at FedEx. I have a fairly diverse background and experience leading in several parts of the organization that include safety compliance, marketing and sales, operations, strategy, and planning. FedEx Custom Critical provides a portfolio of transportation capabilities, including expedite ground, trans temperature control shipments, and industry-specific solutions. Uh, we operate 24-7 service throughout the continental United States, Canada, and Mexico, delivering hundreds of thousands of shipments per year, including parts to keep vital production lines running, pharmaceuticals maintaining their appropriate temperature, and solutions to meet customer projects, end-of-month or end-of-year capacity requirements. We handle business-to-business, -business and the key markets we serve include healthcare, government, consumer goods, manufacturing, and technology. You moved into the role of president and CEO on January 1st. I'm sure you did not anticipate the events to follow in your early months of leadership. How has being in this new role affected how you lead through these crises? Latoya, that's certainly uh, an understatement. I didn't anticipate incorporating uh, COVID-19 plans or the racial and social injustice movement into my first six months as president and CEO of FedEx Custom Critical. But I'm thankful for our team members who have risen to the challenge to keep us operating, serving our customers, and being there for each other. With transparency and being an authentic leader discussing racial and social injustice, the team has shown a strong desire to heal, listen, and learn. These solutions have certainly altered my plans, but I th these situations have certainly altered my plans, but I think that comes with leading a dynamic company. If I look at our current situation, the speed of the data and the environment is ever-changing, and we have to be prepared for that. I've been pretty adept at breaking down complex challenges into small situations, examining that data, and then being able to convey that into actionable items for the team. As a leader, I think the complexity and the uncertainty of the situation and then communicate a plan to our team. Specific to the racial and social injustice movement, how did you leverage your team in this situation? We have a cross-functional leadership team handling COVID-19 to address the situation and how it affects our organization. 
I felt that team was the right team to help address the racial and social injustice movement. Initially, the Sunday following the video of George Floyd's death, I pulled this team together to begin discussing how we will address it. Since we have trucks on the road, the focus of the call was to stand up communication to our fleet about the protests taking place across the country. My own emotions were full and my heart was heavy. I realized it was important to keep in mind how the situation was affecting our team members. Before we dove into those topics, I felt the need to level set the severity of the issue at hand. I explained to my team that we would have team members deal with their personal feelings and experiences throughout this. We were already dealing with a highly emotional situation due to COVID and the civil unrest unfolding before our eyes only propelled emotions, including my own. As an African-American woman, did you feel more compelled to address the situation? I'm a mother of two Black young adults, and I want nothing more than for my kids to not be judged by the color of their skin. It is clear there is work to be done in our communities. As an African-American mother and the leader of a company that values diversity, I was compelled to condemn racism and injustice. Following the call with the team on Sunday, I began to draft a message to the FedEx Custom Critical team that addressed the outcry that had since erupted in Minneapolis and across the U.S. In that message, I reaffirmed the FedEx Custom Critical commitment to live our values, which include diversity and inclusion. Ramona, can you speak a little bit more about how FedEx Custom Critical addressed the situation following the death of George Floyd? Yes, LaToya. Um, in addition to the message uh, that I sent out to the FedEx Custom Critical team members, there were messages that came from the highest level of our organization. Uh, FedEx CEO and Chairman Fred Smith and FedEx President and Chief Operating Officer Raj Serbermanian addressed the FedEx enterprise and reinforced that our workforce is a diverse as the world we serve and that everyone deserves respect. The chairman and Raj called for all team members to understand the power of words, thinking, and that we should demonstrate empathy and kindness in all of our actions and be willing to address these topics in and outside of the workplace. I then also held special edition town halls uh, the same week as the letter with the organization to again address the situation and condemn racism and injustice, but to also share what we will do as an organization to move forward. To address that situation, um, we, under your leadership, LaToya, will enhance our diversity and inclusion strategy so that we will be intentional in moving our company and our community forward. Um, under LaToya's leadership, the team was quickly able to support the organization's immediate interest in education. Uh, some of those things that we were able to do, uh, we received many questions from team members asking how they can learn more about racial and so social injustice. So we created a diversity and inclusion resource center, which houses information on racism, unconscious bias, allyship, and more. 
We also started a voluntary 21-day racial and social injustice challenge that was created by our local YWCA. Team members were able to volunteer to be a part of the challenge and be placed in small groups where they will read articles, watch videos, uh, and listen to podcasts each week and then reflect and engage in healthy dialogue. Part of our plan within FedEx Custom Critical this fiscal year was to enhance our efforts for our employee resource groups. Um, in the first quarter, uh, we are implementing the Black Professional Network Employee Resource Group. And later this year, continue uh, with the employee resource groups for both women and veterans. Our plan is to continue to strengthen our mission and to connect people and possibilities to create a better future for our employees customers and communities through our intentional efforts towards our diversity and inclusion strategy. Ramona, I'm sure there are leaders and stakeholders in the industry that are asking themselves, what can we do to help? What type of advice can you provide? Thanks, LaToya. There's certainly work for us to do. We work in an industry that doesn't represent ethnic diversity. According to U.S. labor force, the transportation and utilities industry is about 71% Caucasian. In my opinion, there are three steps we all have to take to address the situation that's been unfolding for hundreds of years, not just the past two months. The first step is healing in order to begin healing. We must acknowledge any pain we may feel. Even if we aren't experiencing pain, we can show support for one another by checking in with each other. The second step is listening and learning. To truly learn from one another, we must begin by listening to them and sitting with their experiences. We have to acknowledge some of the privilege that some of us have, and then we can start to grow. By healing, listening, and learning, we can grow collectively. We can heal and become better together through courageous discussions like the one we're having today and listening and learning where all people feel safe and comfortable. I also feel that leaders that have uh, positions of power have an opportunity to use the knowledge through learning and begin to make transformational changes by looking through policies and procedures that result in racial equity. It is clear there is work to be done in our communities, but I'm sure with our commitment and our interest, we can make progress. Ramona, thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. Before we end, is there anything else that you would like to add? As you mentioned, the racial and social injustice movement is affecting all industries, including our own. The transportation industry is looking to become more diverse. And as a member of this industry, I want to remember this as we all work to move our world forward. I also want to thank the transportation industry as a whole for all of the work we are doing as an industry to preserve our global infrastructure during the pandemic. We are all essential to moving to better days. I want to thank you all again for having me today. And I look forward to the day we can together, we can be together in person. Be safe and thanks again.